Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> night in fact it is tuesday september 22nd with greg demarco patrick O'Dowd, and miranda morales and we are on board for another edition of the greg demarco show the greg demarco show as you know is part of the Chairshot radio network and you can hear that over at thechairshot.com thechairshot.com always use your head you can head on over to thechairshot.com for all of your greatest wrestling reviews opinions analysis as well as some of the best podcasts around and content that isn't wrestling at all like mma content with five rounds podcast like the three-man weave sports show like bandwagon nerds and so many more great products that we're going to talk about even some that we'll talk about here today all available for your consumption exclusively, well, not exclusively, but over at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow the website on social media at Chairshot Media. And I said not exclusively because you can also hear these shows streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you might listen to your favorite podcast. Just jump in there, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Tell a friend about it. Have them listen. Have them enjoy the great content that Miranda, Patrick, and myself put out for you on a weekly basis. And if you don't like the show, just keep your mouth shut, okay? We'll be fine. I promise you nothing bad will will happen to you if you just uh, keep that one to yourself. But if you don't like the show, why are you listening? Well, because you're a wrestling fan and you routinely listen to and watch things you don't like. So that actually makes perfect sense to me. You can follow me on all forms of your social media as well at Chairshot Greg. And I already mentioned them, so let's bring them in. First off, we do have the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. He is on Twitter at Wrestling Realist, of course, say it with me, everyone listening, at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. In the basement, as always, how's your Tuesday? Not, not bad. Not yeah. bad. It's feeling like fall out here in New England, so... It's yeah. those uh, those awesome, like, warm days, chill mornings, kind of one of the few endearing parts of, of New England before we get buried in snow. It's currently 94 degrees here, so 
That is see that that ain't natural, y'all. That ain't natural. It's very natural. It's completely natural. It's disturbing. This weekend, I went to a soccer tournament, and and it was ninety two on Saturday night, but the sun was down, and literally the wife was cold. She had goosebumps (laughs) on her arms. Still ain't ain't natural. It felt it felt amazing. Ain't right. It It was beautiful night. Great night, great night for it, and, and just such such good shit. But, Miranda but Morales. 92. Okay, we're done talking about the temperature. Miranda Morales. We're, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna derail the show, but we're not gonna derail the show with weather. That's that's what you know. I'm gonna talk yeah. about the derailment here in a Adrian little bit. We can do that. Yeah, it's we, love. We, I, we, no. it's election it's wrong, season, I, Patrick or Dowd. I it's didn't even wait. Season. I didn't even wait. If it, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. I just have such a. I'm so passionate about hot weather. Uh, growing up in literally on the sun. You haven't even been introduced. You, you want you, you want to play your danger zone card so you can talk about the weather? It's tempting. Uh, I mean, it's tempting at this point. Now I'm going to do out of spite. It's election season, and I'm waiting for Patrick to play a danger zone card when he wants to spout off about politics, and I don't want to do it. So... Cause I hey I I I'm I not gonna it. fight with you on politics on a wrestling I, show. I don't, it wouldn't be fighting because I don't care. It'd be more you getting to talk about something you want to talk about that I don't want to talk about because I hate it. So I, there's no yeah. fighting about politics when I'm the most apolitical person in the world. I hate all political candidates. So there's really no no anything. You do. I do. Literally had this conversation recently. As recently as 24 hours ago. And I cannot stand politics. All right, enough about things I can't stand. Let's talk about some things that we, like, well, you know what? We did all this. Miranda never actually got her introduction. She is the stuff. queen of soft style. Well, you, you basically nullified your own introduction with your behavior earlier in the program. But we're going to let that slide because, you know, there are no rules. The only rule is that there are no rules. And she's the queen of soft style, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, all other kind of nicknames you can think of. It's Miranda Morales. She is at the hashtag Miranda on the Instagram. The word hashtag is spelled out and there is an I in Miranda. So welcome. You've already welcomed yourself, but last week Patrick welcomed himself. This week you welcome yourself. Yeah, no, we already live. We all live in this house. We just welcome ourselves into it. You know, if this is your first time listening to the Greg DeMarco show, where y'all been? That's right. really the question I want to I want to ask. Where have you all been? If this is your first time listening, go back and listen to last week's show. Let me talk about last week's show for a minute because, you know, when 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 things get a little awry and, and things go crazy. Did you get a fourth fridge? No, no. So <laughs> I'll tell you that story real quick, real quick. Um so, you know, I was supposed to get the fridge on Wednesday and you've probably yep. I tagged both of you in Instagram posts. So I know you both saw it, but yes. I went on Wednesday and the fridge did not fit through the door of the break room at the office. So I tried everything. There was a dollar store near the office. I picked up uh, the couple screwdrivers. I got the drawer off. It's like a freezer drawer on the bottom and then two big doors on top. And I got the freezer drawer off, but I could not get the other, like the main doors off. So eventually ran out of time, had to return the U-Haul, come home with no refrigerator. By the way, last week, listening back to the show, because I wanted to see how it went, I kept saying the word refrigerator, and no one corrected me. It's refrigerator. I know that. But anyway. I thought it was a weird – I just thought it was a weird DeMarco thing. It yeah. could have, It probably was at the time. Well, but Like the way Midwesterners mispronounce the word wash. You just can't pronounce refrigerator. Exactly. 
but I can pronounce refrigerator, and now it's like a thing over and over again. So I had to go back on Friday because there was nobody there on, on Thursday. Remember, this office is closing, and it's COVID, and so there's a lot of restrictions. On Friday, my boss was gone. My counterpart was gone. I was the only member of leadership for basically like my division, if you want to call it that. Um, so I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be gone. And the VP was like, hey, you coming to get this refrigerator? And I was like, I don't know because this and that. And she was like, no, just come and get it. <laughs> like, It's okay. We want to get this knocked out today. Just come and get it. So I go. I rent a U-Haul again. Go down to the office. I bring the tools I need. I get the doors off. Uh, I load it up bring it home and lo and behold and, and you know and on Sunday we got it was spent Saturday getting it all cleaned up and pretty Sunday plugged it in took a good you know four hours to get down to the temperature it's supposed to be at and then put it in place and now we've got the new refrigerator and like I showed Patrick well there's the old one right there next to me hasn't been moved yet so it will be moved to the garage probably this weekend so because we've got the other refrigerator in the garage and we need to get rid of that one so that's uh, it's a multi-step process, but the most important step is over. Refrigerator number three, new refrigerator, is in place. Uh, kids love it. My daughter hugged it, legitimately hugged it. She thought it was like so beautiful and shiny. So wow, yeah. you know our our last week's episode, by the way, was like the talk of the Chair Shot Radio Network on multiple other podcasts. The refrigerator yeah. episode came up because that's wow. what put that out there. I'm telling you. The topics don't matter. It's about personality. We talked about this on the second show. It doesn't matter what you talk about. It's a wrestling podcast. Everybody talks about the same damn thing, except us today. We're talking about things that are way better than anyone else. But it just doesn't Adam matter. Adam Cole, baby? Oh. Uh, yeah, everybody should be talking about Adam Cole, baby, and how he was screwed by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. But that's like a month old now. But it's, it just, it, it's, it's, it's all about the personalities and having fun. If you have fun, the listeners will have fun. And, yeah, people were talking about it. Pretty much every one of the major shows on the Chair Shot Radio Network last week went off the rails and talked about. It started with bandwagon nerds, like you guys went NFL for a while, and and then what? We we that's totally dirty, totally within our wheelhouse. It's like it's it's a fandom, but I don't know if it's nerdy. Have you ever done fantasy football? Well, no, I don't. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. You're totally right. Like, we, not not our wheelhouse at all. No, it wasn't. Not, 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 not whatever. But it worked out. Like, that's the thing. And then, you know, Tony talked about it. He did his own three men weave. That was good. Pot is war went completely off, you know, DWI when it was just that kind of week. And it was highly entertaining stuff. And so I don't know if going off the rails is a formula, if not having a formula is a better formula. I don't know. And, and so I'm going to think about those things and, and, and who knows? We've got a planned topic this week. But it's really just, you know, I want us to have fun. I want us to enjoy it. Everybody does this as a hobby, right? We're, we're, we work all day. We we take care of our family. We take care of whatever we got to take care of. Then we sit down to do this. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a release. It's supposed to be that for people that are listening, that are that are a part of it. And, and so we get serious when we need to, as we have in the past. And, and we will again, I'm sure, unfortunately, with the way the world is. But other than that, it just just have some fun. You know, there's three things. Just Just, just be yourself. Have some fun and watch out for Keith. And if you can do all three of those things, you'll be fine. Watch out for Keith. The only Keith who can get away with being Keith is Keith Lee. Like seriously, there's no yeah. problem with Keith yeah. Lee. Yeah, no, that's the only that's the only exception. Like actually, I, I when, would actually. Well, I would actually. Yeah, watch you actually out do for need Keith. to watch out for yeah. Keith. 
Watch mm-hmm. out for Keith. Like you really do need to watch yes. out for Keith when yeah. Keith Lee comes around. But so tons of great feedback on the show last week, on all the shows last week, even the hashtag Miranda show. We went off the rails a little bit there too and, and had some fun. And we're just going to keep doing it. Do you know how loaded that statement sounds? What? Tons of great feedbacks on all the shows, even the Miranda show. As yeah. if like the Miranda well, show. Because I haven't mentioned that one yet. No, every week. Yeah. No, Miranda, I, I, know what, I know what I bring to the table. Curtain pulled uh, back on the opinion of Greg DeMarco and the Greg, oh, no, it's, and, and, it's and the Greg Miranda show. God, no, oh my, my sorry. Show, the Miranda show and my dog providing insight as to what she thought Ray Mysterio's legacy is going to Yes. No, Dominic Mysterio's legacy. Wow. Miranda's like super oh. frozen. Yeah. yeah. So Patrick, I'll, I'll explain it since, since Miranda's frozen in time. Um, asking people if they want to build a snowman. That's an inside joke for any of you Disney fans out there. So I don't know. What, what were you looking at, Patrick? Like you got like two inches away from me. I know. I was just trying, I was just trying to imitate her face. Like, oh, as it's frozen in my screen. like it's um, like a, She's like mid-word. So last week, we her dog got involved again. And I basically interviewed the dog and asked the dog what the dog thought Dominic Mysterio's mm. legacy was going to be. And the choices were C- Curtis Axel, Cody Rhodes, or Randy Orton. Because they're all sons of famous wrestlers. And the right, dog right. picked Randy Orton. So, yeah. Picked Randy Orton. That's, Sadie, a, that's a bold prediction. Sadie picked, yeah. Bold, bold. I was thinking more like Sadie. Richie Steamboat. No, no, he, he's already he surpassed Richie. Old, old lady. I, no one heard what you said. Maybe you, but mm-hmm. no one else. No. Maybe me. Yeah, maybe your 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 internet might be so bad that you can't hear what you say. Like that's a possibility. I, I can hear. I can hear what I say. You can hear what you say. The neighbors can hear what you say, but we can't hear what you say. It's no. yeah. It's like American Horror Story. I'm living in this house, and only I can hear me, and then. No one else can ever hear me outside of this house. Yeah. It's really, Miranda's this is really dead the whole time. <laughs> twist. Well, only, twist. Uh, only on the inside. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that turned a dark corner. Jesus. You okay. All right. It's you know what? Need a hug? So we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about some chair shot media updates. Another new show has joined the Chair Shot Radio Network. This show's been working behind the scenes for a long time to put a show together, and and they they finally have all their ducks in a row. And we had two premiere episodes over the weekend, and now they'll have the normal weekly spot. I don't know what the normal day is going to be. They haven't told me yet. Andrew's kind of put all this together, but the name of the show is Suwama Station, uh, named after All Japan legend Suwama. They will be covering All Japan, all things All Japan, right here on. The Chair Shot Radio Network. For the longest time, I've wanted a show that covers New Japan, and I get a show that covers All Japan. That's just how my life works, right? It's it's like it's like when you like when you would go to the dollar store and you get like those wrestling figures that just say wrestling figure, and like it looks like Hulk Hogan, but there's no name and the hair's not blonde; it's red, and, and it's just like little differences. That's what happened. I wanted a New Japan show. I got an All Japan show, but. Turns out they do a really way good to job. Bury, way to bury your new show. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's not even gentlemen. good enough for, for the dollar store. It's like subpar. I couldn't get the show I wanted, so this is the show you get. Man. But like I said. Greg DeMarco is on fire now. Yeah. It turns out that they do a really good job, and the show is highly enjoyable. And the great thing about it is that you can get into a product you might not always listen to and always follow or always talk about. So Suwama Station every week right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network and the 
Well, thechairshot.com, if I can find the soundbite. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And also, quick update, Women's Wrestling Talk posted today over at thechairshot.com. Coming out of the gate strong, of course, last week was their kind of reintroduction where you had a chance to meet TK, Emily, and Sarah. This week, interview with member of the legendary Guerrero family, Shaw Guerrero, on Women's Wrestling Talk. So go check that out over at thechairshot.com. Of course, when you listen to this show, it's Wednesday. Uh, you've also got Pot is War coming up on Thursday. Turnbuckle Talk on Wednesday. Of course, the hashtag Miranda Show, which you can listen to and watch Thursday mornings and so much more. A winner is you on Fridays, uh, Outsider's Edge, and, and just... So much great content, great shows, such good shit. And, you know, if, if you're here on Wednesday, then you can go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. Everybody got everything to me in a timely fashion last week, so that show went up on time. So very excited there. Yes, they did good. They did they did really, really good. So um super excited about that. So just lots of great stuff at thechairshot.com. Now remember, you know, that those great things don't pay for themselves. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So while we love supporting and finding everything that we can and, and doing everything we can to move this forward, a great way that you can take care of your favorite website, thechairshot.com, is heading to a very special website and making a very special purpose. And here to tell you about that is a very special person, hashtag Miranda herself. Miranda, we'll sell some t-shirts. Oh yeah, let's see if this works. The 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 one time on the show where I I everything drops and I got to make this announcement and my internet is is going to hell. So we're gonna try it. We're gonna make it work. Screw it. We're gonna do it live. So if you go on to pay uh, to go and get a t-shirt, well, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And there you can find over 25 different t-shirt designs available just for you, all supporting the chairshot.com. Very cool designs and logos, including the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head logos and t-shirts supporting various podcasts, including bandwagon nerds. A winner is you. Of course, the I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> nice try, though. Craig, I can't hear you, bro. There we go. I, I had muted myself so that Miranda could talk uninterrupted, and then she's frozen in time yet again. It's a bad day for the internet in Tucson, Arizona. It really, this, this really. is this is this is feeling like we're going all the way back to when we first started with the technical issues um, with the blog talk lady and the, mm-hmm. the bad connections. Yeah. And- oh, she's back though. All right. Yeah. So pick it yeah. up where you left off so you where i left i'm not sure well you I'm were talking about made... t-shirts you hadn't mentioned your own shirt yet you hadn't mentioned everybody okay so yet. now i know yeah so you can go and get a queen of soft style shirt uh to support the hashtag miranda show and of course everyone hates greg because well they do patrick you all can't see is repping the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, the hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt. You 
can be as cool as Patrick and purchase one, wear it, and rep the chair shot. That that's not going to sell T-shirts as cool as Patrick O'Dowd. That's that's you're going to be cooler oh, than Patrick O'Dowd. Wow! See, that's even an incentive. You could right? be cooler than Patrick O'Dowd Johnny by going face. to pro, by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and getting your very own t-shirt. All of them start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can order it in sauce style and treat yourself. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. You know what I need, Patrick? Get out. I need a, a dial-up soundbite. That's what I need. Like whenever Wait, these what? things happen, I need a dial-up dial soundbite. Whenever this, whenever stuff happens to Miranda, just like, like the old dial-up right. noise. So that would be that'd be that'd good be stuff. Good. Uh, yeah, well, the old internet noise. This point of your rundown, I'm supposed to play commercials. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code ChairShot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's good. You know why I played that? Anybody? Anybody know why I played that? Patrick's mm-hmm. muted, so he, he's 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 thinking about talking, but he's muted, so he can't really say anything. No well, reason he, whatsoever. He, he played the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's theme song. That's that's what you're asking. Why yes. did you play that? Yes. I don't know. Are we making money, 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 money? I mean, it's a good option with the, playing the commercials, but no, honestly, there's no reason whatsoever. I just played it because I wanted to. I was going to say because it's a cool ass song. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It is, it is one of it is one of the great entrance tunes of the WWE yes. classic era. It is. It is. So Agreed. we are actually going to try and and hit our topic this week. We are only twenty three minutes into the program, so we're doing okay at this point. Last week, I think we hadn't even started talking about football yet, so we are doing great in that regard. But this is a topic that I've wanted to get on the docket for quite some time now, and I'm really excited to talk about it, dissect it, and hopefully 
come out of it with some new perspective and maybe even some new verbiage as we move forward towards the future. And it's this idea that pro wrestling in 2020 is still good guy versus bad guy, baby face versus heel, when it hasn't been that way for a long, long time. Think about it. The WWE, the largest wrestling company in the world, has given major babyface, quote-unquote babyface pushes to John Cena and Roman Reigns as the most recent faces of the company, but their behavior was nothing babyface at all. They were insulting to their opponents. They would cheat when they needed to. They just basically did whatever the hell they wanted. Fans have been calling from the turn heel over and over again, but both had already been heels for quite some time. They were just not wrestling babyface opponents. We grew up on the good guy versus bad guy mentality, but it hasn't been such for a long time. The NWO were, were definite heels, right? And were even booked as such, but they were the biggest baby faces and heroes on the roster. Stone Cold Steve Austin was anything but a good guy, uh, but he was the hero. Some might point out that he was the anti-hero, but the anti-hero is still the hero. As recently as last year's, Cody Rhodes himself said that we're too smart for faces and heels, but fans still watch AEW asking who is the face and who is the heel. So I present to you today, I actually have two things I'm going to present to you today now, I think about three-minute warning, that storytelling in pro wrestling has evolved versus or past babyface versus heel, but those characteristics do still exist. Now it's all about the hero and the villain. Sometimes the hero can be a heel as the hero was in Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. And the babyface can be the villain, as the, as the babyface was in The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. So the thought of hero versus villain, or babyface versus heel, being replaced by hero versus hero, or hero versus villain. Let me stop and get your guys' thoughts. Patrick O'Dowd, what do you think of this notion that we really just kind of need to change our verbiage a little bit and change our perspective and, and look at this thing as hero versus villain? And not get hung up on the concept of who someone is supposed to be or not supposed to be, I think is really out of everything you talked about in, in your opener, the the point about Cody Rhodes and what he said about fans actually stood out to me the most, that people are so desperate to label a character into a lane that it then interferes with their ability to really enjoy a storyline and we say we hate it. Cause we're so busy being like, who's the good guy? Who's the, or who's the face? Who's the heel? What's really like, you're not really paying attention to what happens. And so, you know, you talked about as far back as stone cold, but we've talked about this back in the early days of the DeMarco show. Even when you had your kind of quote unquote, true heels and true baby faces, your, your babies didn't, your babies did heelish things like Hulk Hogan like Hulk Hogan never legitimately like retained his title. It seemed like it seemed like he always hit a dude with the belt. Granted it was after they tried to hit him with the belt, but like Hogan cheated all the time. Chris Jericho called it out repeatedly on promos. Oh, yeah. uh, Sean Michaels. Done it, Ho- so. Hogan was like the king of the back rake and every right. one of his matches, <laughs> the back rake and, and, and then, you know, pushing the eyes over the ropes. Like Hogan did it all the time. In the right. 80s. So, in the 80s, what I what I will say is it was a little bit more overt. Uh, the times were different The uh, and just sort of what had been presented. And I think that as you got out of the 80s and into the 90s, that's when you started to see the transition that you talked about where people were interested in a, de- a, a delineated character that was like 
straight up this is who they always are like they didn't want all of their characters to be that that way and i think you'll you'll talk we'll talk about this later there are some folks that just are uh and just always are and will be and i think they're pretty easily named but most of them aren't most of them are a character that people get behind or don't get behind based on the story they're being presented and it's less about you know this person is the virtuous baby face this person is ricky steamboat um so yeah, I think that there's something to what you're saying because I think that we're we're not like that as people. And so our entertainment we we tend to gravitate towards a a, a blurred line as opposed to a a you know stay between the lines sort of character. Miranda, what do you think? Uh I definitely believe there's truth to that. Uh, I believe that storytelling in general, what we see in entertainment has evolved where they're, the the traits of a hero aren't always in alignment with being a good person. And also to Patrick's statement, uh, there, I think now more than ever, we try and identify with uh, people in, inter- in entertainment that align with who we are. And we're all very complex. So that includes the good and the bad. I also think they intentionally incorporate that in storytelling. Um, so that way you can get drawn to certain characters that they want you to get drawn to certain wrestlers by showing a little bit more complexity and not being just one dimensional because that I think makes fans very bored. However, many people have been watching wrestling for 20 and 30 years where uh, storytelling was just, it was just different where there was a face and heel dynamic. So I think this evolution too is a, is a challenge for some people to, they're always looking for it because that's what they grew up on, or that's just how some of their biggest stories are told. But I don't always think that it's consistent throughout a wrestling show or even a wrestling promotion that they mix it up, that you do have stories that have more of a of a hero villain dynamic, but they also still utilize that in, in other cases of traditional, you know, baby face and heels. It's, it still is. So I think it's a blend. Um, But that breakdown of, that blend I think sometimes can can be challenging and I think we have to just acknowledge we live in a world of both yeah so real real quick I wanted to raise my hand because I I knew you were going to jump in real quick the great example about how this has been going on since the 80s is over Miranda's shoulder on her shelf right now in that picture because that's Jake Roberts is it not yes sir Jake Jake Roberts was everywhere on mm-hmm. the spectrum of good guy and bad guy, but his character never changed. Well, it changed a little bit in, in, in the nineties when he was the Bible thumping Jake oh. Roberts, but well, okay. That but character also didn't you know work. Where I'm going at oh, all. Yeah. But that led to the Austin Three Sixteen promo. So right. Take the good with the bad. It, it's interesting though, because yeah, it, it is age old. Here's what I, I find. And I still hear it on podcasts. I still hear it on podcasts on our network. Where someone's like, well, but who's the baby face and who's the heel? And you know who asked those questions? Internet wrestling fans. It's because they want something to complain about or they want to show how smart they are. It's not because 
they're not it's it comes from the same people who try to not enjoy the product sometimes that's they're looking for things to complain about and so they say well wrestling should be defined baby face and heels so i'm going to complain about that casual fan doesn't give two shits about baby faces and heels at all they just root for who they want to root for and it's john cena man remember john cena's music would hit we talked about it so often on this show back in the old days the music would hit and what would the crowd do they would pop Big pop when John Cena's music hit. Then the boos would come in because the hardcore fans would start booing and the casual fans would be like, oh, this is when we boo. So they would boo and play along. Watch Roman Reigns stuff before, you know, the most recent return. Music hits, crowd pops, then they boo. It's it's because they're just doing what they should do. And, and, and the quote unquote heels are always some of the best performers. We were there when, you know, after WrestleMania 26, Patrick, when Randy Orton basically turned babyface, right? So right. They, had, they had the legacy triple threat match, which was three heels against each other at WrestleMania 26. And then the next night, babyface needed a partner, and here came Randy Orton. And that was it. It was still the same Randy Orton with the voices in his head who couldn't control certain, you know, anger issues and, and evil urges. Same guy, just now teaming up with somebody different. And... And, and and so people are like, oh, he turned babyface. He really didn't. He really didn't. He's still the same dude. He just w- was right. now acting as the hero. And it's those tendencies. Sometimes people have like like Drew McIntyre. He went from being you know having the characteristics of a heel to having the characteristics of a babyface. And as his championship reign goes on, he kind of pulls from both at times. He's that that example of what you talked about, and we've talked about it before on on these shows. As human beings, and you said it, sometimes we're the baby face and sometimes we're the heel. We are rarely one over the other. I can think of a handful of people in my entire life who were always one or the other. Like literally a handful of people who were always one or the other and never wavered from what they were. And that's rare. And it's the same thing in wrestling. Yeah, there's like Patrick said, Ricky Steamboat, right, was always the baby face. There's a story about the first Brian Hildebrand um, memorial show that that was put on for an old WCW referee. And Ricky Steamboat was, and this was like, you know, a super indie show before there were super indie shows. And Steamboat was kind of training some people beforehand, and he worked, quote unquote, heel. And people were shocked because he was amazing at it. And, but he just never, never turned because there was too much money in it, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. Eric Bischoff talked about Hogan didn't want to turn heel. Hogan didn't want to turn heel. And that's the thing because he had been one, you know, and, and for years, Triple H would say in interviews, people would ask him, why should Roman Reigns heel? And Triple H would tell you, he's already there. You hate him. He's already a heel. Now he comes back and he's a quote unquote heel and people love him. So now Mm -hmm. he's embracing the hero characteristics and he's the hero. And everyone's going to be yeah. really happy when he damn near kills Jey Uso this weekend. So it's it's yeah. yeah the way people went nuts over a face on yeah. last Friday. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's about the delivery. It is. Yes, it's about it's Very just true. about those complex characters. Look at Iron Man in the Marvel movies. Is Tony Stark a heel or a face? Patrick O'Dowd. Yes, he's a heel. Like he's. Yeah, he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy, but he's in the hero role. And and worse, or as Peter Parker, total babyface, right? Yes. In a he's lot of a, ways. He's yeah. the white bread babyface, yep. Thanos' motivation was to make the universe a better place. Now, there's deeper right. than that, but it, it's... <laughs> it, but it just shows you, like, no one's ever fully one thing or the other, except for, uh, you know, 
except for your your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But it, it's it's they do exist, and, and that's the thing. I'm not saying there's no such thing as a face or a heel. But the, the characters do exist, and I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, those are the characters. But look at Cedric Alexander and what he recently did. Did he turn heel by joining the Hurt Business? Maybe. But does that make him the villain? He made a personal career no. decision that would better himself. What's wrong with that? I, I think the whole Hurt Business, though, is very interesting because they were originally presented as this uh, – I guess heel faction because of their delivery of kind of coming on and, and trying to take over, but yet how popular they are and the individual goals of, of those members coming together. And even WWE seems to flip flop because in one portion of the show, they are presented in a way that they're somewhat villainous, but then they're now they're the heroes defending Monday Night Raw against Retribution. So even in, in, in a course of a show, they are showing that it's going beyond fa- face and, and heel right. anymore. It's just more of the complexity of characters and even just situational. I think right. that that's the situational uh, hero and, and villainous uh, and even those little actions that they take, um, it, you know, I, I just the the hurt business in general, I think, is actually a beautiful way of telling mm-hmm. complex stories about heroes and villains because they actually switch multiple times in a night. I don't think they do though, because why did the hurt business really come out and confront retribution? Because the hurt business thinks of Raw as their show. They run right. Raw. It's it's their it's their place. It's their and place, and you come into their. They're place. taking they're ta- yeah. they're taking it over, and retribution is a threat to their territory. Right. Even though if you watch Raw, you realize retribution is not a threat to your local Waffle House. Like they just nah it's terrible. But T Bar <laughs> Slapjack and Mace ain't scaring hey, nobody. Did no, we get they, names they for Mia Yim and Mercedes play. Martinez yet? Did did I don't even know, but no, T-bar, they haven't. They have so, they haven't given names to Mia or uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. And God, I, I, I so wait, they changed all their names. Yes. You see, I haven't watched yes. Raw yet because I heard not it only was did they change their names, so it was like, but they put paint on Dijak and shaved his hair off, so he looks like terrible. Bane. And and here, why? Whenever we take somebody big from NXT, why do we put paint on them? We put paint on the Ascension. And made them look like the Road Warriors, and they flopped. We put paint on the War Raiders and called them the Viking Experience, and it was a flop. Now we're putting paint on Dominic Dijakovic, who is a can't-miss prospect. Right. And, and all you got to – and here's the thing. You love taking away people's names in wrestling. He's the one guy that if you took away his name and called him Dijak, he'd be better off than Dominic Dijakovic. Right. But instead you call right. him T-Bar, which, by the way, is a piece of weightlifting equipment. That that you used to work out your back, like. Do you think they just were like in a room and kind of looking around, saying, "So, what are we gonna?" Like do Stephanie had a can of, like and... a thing of mace on her keychain. Okay, there's mace. Yeah, and then someone had a slapjack. And Jeff Jarrett was like, well, "We can call one slap nuts," and like, "No, we can't call no, him slap nuts." So we'll call him slapjack, even yeah. though if I'm cutting a promo, I'm calling him slap nuts because right, that's just yeah. obvious. So basically, they doom this. They doom these. Oh, it's close to failure. It's yes, your typical yes, WWE, yeah. not your typical, but it's your very, you know, it happens to WWE stables a lot. One person out of this group is going to be successful and his name is Dijakovic, in my opinion. Like, so, like, but, but who's the, who's the heel, Greg? Yes. The Hurt Business. 
No, they're Bring all heels. They're, they're, they're all everyone. heels. They all have heel characteristics. <laughs> the people who put this shit together, right. that's the real heel in this. That's the who villain the in individuals this, that's that the villain. put right. the names on. Right, that's right, right. the true bad guy. Well, I, I will say guy. that that just, you know, with no context and, and just... You, it's terrible. How many times are they going to fail at this storyline and this opportunity? They make the Nexus story? look competent at this point. Like they're well, out there the Nexus was exciting and, you know... To, Get back to your discussion. What would we have called the what would we have called the Nexus yes. when they tore up the raw set? Mm-hmm. They were like they were babyface villains. Right. Um, they were doing like, the same thing the Hurt business does. They were doing the same thing Retribution and, does, coming out to take what's Well, next. that's the thing is, and so they but then they cut their legs out from underneath that group. Wade Barrett was supposed to be the yeah, guy. Because they wouldn't let him beat John so, Cena. Yeah, WWE's poor storytelling notwithstanding. It's just interesting. We, we talk about this all the time. Everything's recycled. This is this is a poor recycling of something we've seen before that still hasn't been done quite right. Like the WWE seems to have this great thing of we're going to start this group of people that have a motivation. They're going to be angry about something, and you know, and we're going to call the quote unquote want, leader T Bar, right? And you don't want them. And let's get out of that though. Like just the concept, I think in their heads, you talked about being stuck. And I heard this actually, it's in my head because I'm thinking about Arn Anderson. Some of the names you just rattled off, they are like, these are the bad guys. Like, you know, they're the ones coming in to wreck the WWE. We need somebody to bring these bad guys out. They're heels. Fans, if fans were live at that show and, and it gets pulled off well, they're popping for, for that group. They're popping for that group, but then because the hurt business came out, they're popping for the hurt business. Because let's face it, this is this but, is but where I this think problem it's comes an from. Exciting pop, though. It is. I think, it is a, I think that's a welcome confrontation. Yes. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is dope. Yes, people actually like yeah, when heels like, fight. You know, they do. People two, like heels. Two superhero groups is. going at it like that's to, and that's kind of again. There's this beauty, and maybe that's too where the comparisons make it a little bit more more challenging too. Um, and this goes definitely into bandwagon territory when it comes to the, you know, superheroes. And, and uh, like you mentioned, Greg, with the concept, you know, with, with Tony Stark and Iron Man. And really, I mean, even in the beginning with comic books, uh, stories that they told were just very simplistic and straightforward. And they evolved through time. And really, that's the same thing with wrestling. It was very straightforward. And I think that tradition still carries through with people, even though, I mean, it was many years ago. Even before a lot of people were even wrestling fans, I think because that dynamic is part of the history of wrestling, people still look at it as, you know, what what the uh, intent is in today's wrestling. All you need to know to see where those people are stuck are is to listen to a couple of podcasts that Greg no longer listens to. (laughs) Uh, I'm serious. If you listen to Jim Ross talk Mm. or in this week, it was Arn Anderson, both of them are still stuck in that baby face heel dynamic sort of thing. And it's kills me to hear that from Arn, who is a member of the four horsemen who were fucking over like Rover. People literally and, showed up at the Techwood drive studios wearing suits, putting up the four fingers. These are fans right. that were cheering the four horsemen, the most dashedly group in the world at the time. Right. The Freebirds are the same way. Like people love the free birds. Yeah. They love to hate them, but they love the Freebirds. So they've always been, but yeah, you just, you hear these folks talk and it gets, and it, that's it. People get stuck. And they then do. you hear the kind of the quote unquote expert. I love Rip Rogers. 
this is one of those places where I don't agree with Rip Rogers because he's just as old school as, a lot, as as the rest of them when it comes to that. Like, and people don't work like that. We just don't. Yeah, the business has evolved. The same people who complain right. about the babyface versus heel mentality not being followed are the same ones who who think that you know they should still be able to go from town to town sell out buildings and make money not realizing the results will be on the internet within an hour and you can't go from town to town because the other town already knows what happens and they probably watched it on youtube like the world has changed and all people are going to do is sit there and complain basically they're complaining about how the world has changed and and so what i want to do and what i really want us to try to to get through and and, and maybe you guys agree maybe you disagree i just want to focus on baby face and heel as a characteristic as a character trait and hero versus villain being the matchup. Who's who's the hero in this? Who's the villain in this? Because it doesn't matter if they're a babyface or a heel. Triple H called Johnny Gargano the last great babyface they had. And then he's been a heel for like a year. Uh, heel characteristics and working as a villain at the same time. So, and he was the one who you thought wasn't ever going to do it. And yet there they are. Sam with Candice LeRae. Like she was such white meat babyface and look at her now. So... You just never know what can happen. And so moving forward, so I'm going to be correcting people a lot, I'm sure, and and trying to redirect and, and having some fun with it. But it's hero, it's villain, and, you know, our job is, you know, trying to help you enjoy wrestling more. So that's how we're going to do it. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. Got... Are you trying to stop your laughter, Patrick? What, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, because I, I just I was reading Twitter, and Renee Paquette, <laughs> Was like, I want to cook something on Instagram tomorrow. What are you guys hungry for? And CM Punk replied, Retribution. <laughs> <laughs> He's such I was a like, heel. Damn, dude. I'm so oh, mad at you. It. I hate you, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Good job. Good job, CM Punk. Good job, Phil. There you go, Patrick. I did it for you. Good job. Points, Phil. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Yes. So, yes, there is another WWE pay-per-view this weekend. Clash of Champions emanates from the WWE Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando, Orlando, featuring nine championship matches. But then the following weekend, we have NXT TakeOver. Well, it's just TakeOver this time, apparently. It's not TakeOver anything for the first time ever. But it does beg the question, is WWE just bored? Like, literally, they're just cranking out events, and they're used to touring every weekend. They're not doing that now, and and maybe they're just bored, and and they want to continue to put out content because the world needs content. So I have an idea to change things up a little bit 
freshen it up and, and give the fans more content. My idea is very simple. Bring back Saturday night's main event and put it on the WWE Network. Now, I'm talking about putting this on every single Saturday night. Rotate it between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, do a women's division special, do a Raw Underground special, give it to 205 Live, give it to NXT UK, any other theme you can come up with. Make it 90 minutes to two hours, maybe an hour 45 is a perfect length. Build less matches, maybe four matches a show, five, but with more importance. So, turn it over to you guys. Thoughts on a rotational Saturday night's main event taking place each Saturday on the network as a pandemic programming strategy for WWE. Patrick, what do you think? I don't hate it. It sounds, oddly enough, uh, an awful lot like what I suggested the WWE do with Clash of Champions back forever ago. Yeah. Uh, we, we used to talk about that all the time. You were like, never going to happen, never going to happen, because, of course, they made it a pay-per-view. So I think the key is meaningful But then they matches. did it with takeovers, really. Yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, I think the key is the key is meaningful matches. And I think your, your thought on rotating it through brands makes a lot of sense too, so that the redundancy is less. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people like if PC Tunney is listening right now, the, the PC Tunney would immediately tell you, Oh, it's perfect. Give each brand one match every show, Saturday night's main event. And I'm like, yes, that logically makes sense. Don't do it because it it just becomes like you know certain match but if you give each one the show and they build it and they promote it and you, and this is where you run like a ladder match right a random cage match this is where you do you know Dominic versus Seth in a cage this is where you do AJ versus you know Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match like they do in a clash of champions it's it's an opportunity to Give these matches importance. Give them a stage. UFC is running every single Saturday right now, pretty much, and, and doing pretty well right. with it. And I think there's an opportunity there for WWE. Miranda, what do you think about that possibility of of every Saturday night WWE just running something different? I think it's a better utilization than how they have main event now, or how I don't think they have main event anymore, but uh, how they used to run it. Oh, they do. That's where you can see Mustafa um, Ali. They, he tells you every week on Twitter. <laughs> They still, I didn't know if they still had it if, uh, since they weren't doing, um, you know, uh, the, all, all of the shows were, were being recorded ahead of time like that. Uh, I, I think it's it's a fun idea and it's something different that they could experiment with. And, um, you know, there's still some competition out there, like you mentioned, but I, I think it could also be a format where, you know, they could highlight. Uh, their other shows where they could do fun things and they can also do maybe some more silly storylines that maybe connects things through raw and SmackDown, but you have a little bit more of that connector um, to, to those shows as, as well um, or help the continuing story because then that way too, I mean, that was one thing I actually really liked uh, at one point, especially when even things like Sunday night heat was a thing and, and and SmackDown really first started is that there was truly a continuance of story throughout the week. And I know now with the brand split that that's not um, as common, but I liked that because I think it was more engaging um, to have continuance and it actually felt like it had more meaning to a story. It felt more special if I, there was touch points throughout the week. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I like the idea, right? It was my idea, but it doesn't mean that's a good idea. It's just, it's just, you know, I feel like now's the time. I wouldn't suggest this if they were touring every weekend. I have said they need to 
take house show content and put it on the network and, and try to try to sell the house shows a little bit more. But you don't have house shows right now. You're already set up shop in the Amway Center. You're probably going to have to extend that anyway. So why not, you know, use it to to put on these matches, to put things on. And because this next takeover that's coming up next Saturday I'll be honest with you. It feels like the the worst takeover ever. Like it's just so thrown together, so slapped together, and, and it'll probably be great because NXT and they'll figure out what they're doing. But it's like they don't even set anything up for this. They're just they're literally having a, a, a gauntlet match and a battle royal this week on NXT to come up with the top challengers for the for the men's championship and the women's championship. And, and it's just Saturday Night's main event always had like the big matches on Saturday night's main event it, because they weren't doing the monthly pay-per-views. So you would see something big and it usually correlated to what was going on in the house shows and they would blow things off on Saturday night's main event. They would start a push on Saturday night's main event. You know, Hulk Hogan versus earthquake was this huge attack that took place on Saturday night's main event here in Phoenix. Like it's one of the big things that people talk about that took place many years ago uh, in Phoenix. And that set up their program, uh, which was never blown off on pay-per-view. The pay-per-view match ended in a count out because you had to pay money to go into a building and see Hulk Hogan beat Earthquake. It's, I just think it's another good way for them to use the talent they have to put on a good product and, and to give people that spotlight. But my big thing is rotate it. Give, give Raw a week, give SmackDown a week, give NXT a week and just continue to cycle through. And, and so maybe everybody gets one or two and then, you know, maybe they're back on the road again. I don't know how that's all going to work. But to me, it's like, why the hell not throw something out there and see what we can do and, and see what we are able to make happen on uh, you know, with, with the product that you have. So who knows? It's a shameful thing. All right, Patrick, you brought it up a little bit ago, but let's tell everybody if they haven't already listened, what they can hear this week on the bandwagon nerds. Uh, this week we celebrated Batman day, which was on Saturday by having Batman himself, Tony Acero come onto the show as a special guest. Uh, he did that for the first half, and then we broke down what I termed the most traumatizing episode of The Boys I've seen so far. So give it a listen. It was a lot of fun. Talk some other stuff. Some trailers dropped. We did talk about The Mandalorian, Greg. So there you go. Of course you did. Of course you did. He's on Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. And I know I know the answer to this question, but later this week, the Nerd Review comes out, and what is... The movie. We are going to review the 90s action classic, The Rock, starring Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Oh, wait. Wrong wrong The Rock. Wrong wrong The Rock. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. It's it's this The Rock. It doesn't matter what you think. No, that's, that's not what it is either. When I send you the article, are you just going to put pictures of The Rock in there instead of pictures? Funny of story. Movie? I just forwarded it to Andrew because that's Andrew's night to publish. So he actually. Oh, that's it. funny. He, I, I taught him. I told him, hey, here's what I do. And then he's been doing it for like two months now. So he actually yeah. got the right movie every time he's done it. Unlike, unlike you. Which movie did <laughs> I get wrong? I don't even remember. You put, you put like the sequel in of, um, oh, I can't remember what movie it was. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. You put the wrong Dumb and Dumber footage pictures. Really? You put here's a second you did, question. You put pictures from here's, you put pictures from the the more here's, recent. Here's sequel. a second question. Why didn't anybody say anything? <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't notice that it was published. I, it can be fixed. These, these there's edit buttons. Trust me, we can fix anything. Yeah, it was like it was like 24 hours. By then, it was already dead in the news cycle. I can I can make it like it never fucking happened. It's great. 
It, it's great. There have been entire podcasts no, no, that never made air. You guys know this. So that's also true. That's I, the vault. That's the what, vault. Just put it in the vault. I've edited Cheers out things that people have said. You, you've been there over the 10 year period that we've done this, Patrick O'Dowd. I remember Buggy Nova saying something and really going, edit that out. And I'm like, well, the show's live, but okay. And, and you right. know, we, we edited uh, it out. I mean, there's, there are some shows that should have never made air that did make air. Yes. Uh, and they're still out there somewhere for people to listen to. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> All right. She is the queen of soft style. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook, but not Twitter, because she's also the Twitterless heroine, at the hashtag Miranda. Miranda, what can we, and by we I mean me, because I have no idea, expect on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show? So we are going to be doing a Clash of Champions preview, talking up and really highlighting uh, the matches that I'm the most excited about and a few repeats that I'm tired of seeing. And if you enjoyed our conversation earlier about Retribution, we are going to take it up a notch and we are going to slash it as bad as they've slashed the ring and destroyed it. We'll, we'll just destroy Retribution in the same ways that you've destroyed uh, property. So you kind of took my suggestion. Yes, yes, of course. So oh, you know, you so you know what we're talking about. I do know that <laughs> one, Patrick O'Dowd. Just because you've heard all this talk about retribution now, my suggestion for Miranda with retribution was maybe we're looking at retribution all along, and it's actually a comedy stable, and we just don't know it. Like that's mm. that's how I'm looking. Improv, at really. Improv, yeah. Like, like like the oddities, exactly. Like the oddities, except no one ever took them seriously, and people aren't really taking retribution. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. No one should ever hand Mia Yim a microphone again. Like I, I know everyone loves Mia Yim. She's not that good. Like like she can sort of wrestle, but she's not believable. Well, well, I don't can, buy what she's doing I when she's her, doing it. She was too worried about her mask. Yes, all of them kept adjusting their mask, but she's cut promos without a mask on her face and still wasn't very good. Like, if there's anybody who needs to be in the Robert Stone brand, it's me AM, even though it would make no sense. But neither Hear did all that and more on the Miranda show. Yeah, right. I'm just going to talk about it now. But that, Did you save, it, save that? We're going to take it, your snippet, cut it? I'm going to edit it into the hashtag Miranda show? No, I'm not going to do that. That's That yeah, sounds like didn't a say hashtag, actually. hell of a lot of work. So that's that's not... Not okay, we'll edit him saying hashtag. We'll just we'll piece it together. We'll do it in post. We'll do it in post. This amalgamation None of, of this is going to happen. He's saying hashtag Miranda show. Zero is going uh, to happen. None none of this is taking place. I, I can promise you right now. So anyway, go listen to that. I, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. We'll bring you lots of fun times next week. If you haven't already, go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. Have a lot of fun. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to these programs on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Everybody puts a lot of work into them, so we definitely appreciate you being a part of it. And uh, yeah, for Patrick O'Dowd, for Miranda Morales, my name is Greg DeMarco. We will see you next time on The Greg DeMarco Show. Until then, remember to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.